This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Walker, my co-host, Kim. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic naming your auto repair shop. And Kim's going to have a lot of fun. I am. I just know she is. I am. But. I can't wait to tell it. Thank you to RepairPal for sponsoring the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast. Learn more at RepairPal.com forward slash shops. Yeah. So. Go ahead, Kim. Go well, ahead. I know you're dying. Get there. I know you're just dying <laughs> to talk about this. Before we get there, what put this on your mind? I was. Looking at a discussion in one of the industry Facebook groups the other day, there was someone in there that they had a shop that had a particular name. They had some goals for the shop, and we'll talk about that when we get to that part. They had some goals to that part, and people were telling them, you got to change the name of your business. It was like, we have a lot to talk about with that because, okay, and, well, and I say a lot, it's not going to be a super long episode, honestly, but... There's still a lot of things that we can talk about when it comes to naming your auto repair shop and things that you need to think about when you're doing that. I got it. Well, you answer the question. I wanted to know because it's just random. Usually, I just see the title of whatever you're talking, you wanting to talk about. And I'm like, okay, I know exactly where that came from. So I didn't know. I don't know that we talked about this in our story, episode number two. But no, I don't remember. The thing is, if y'all have been listening long enough, Maybe this is the type of podcast that could be bringing in a new listener. Maybe mm -hmm. they're Googling how to name my auto repair shop. So if you're new, welcome. But for those that aren't back, that I came from the education world, Brian was a mechanic. And I remember, so I was pregnant. I surprised him at Arby's for lunch one day. A very romantic yeah. lunch at Arby's yeah. over big beef and cheddar. That's right. I came straight from Walmart where I took the test in the bathroom and surprised him at <laughs> so lunch. We got Walmart. Walmart. And Arby's. And Arby's. We're, we're rednecks, Kim. Yeah, I know. That's a whole nother topic. They could see what's on the outside of this podcast studio. You definitely oh, yeah. get an official redneck man card. Absolutely. So, and I would carry it proudly. That's a whole nother story. Anyway, naming your auto repair shop. I told him that we were pregnant in February. Very quickly is when I learned that he was an entrepreneur at heart. I did not know that before. Really? At all. Not, in no way, shape, or form. He pulled that out deep from the corners of his soul and presented, I want to open my own shop. And I'm like, dude, I'm pregnant. And our insurance is with the dealership. It was very terrifying for me. The wonderful wife that I am, I <laughs> jumped off the cliff with you while you built the... Airplane. Airplane on the way down. <laughs> I remember us dreaming and laying across our bed. Is this the story you thought I was going to tell? I don't know where. I still don't know where you're going. Laying I'm across our bed with a post-it note. Yeah. Not a big post-it note, but the little, like what? A little three by three. Three by three? Maybe four by four. Mm, definitely not more than three by three. I was going like one and a half. So three by three or three inch square post-it note. And that's what we wrote down as the expenses for what it takes to open a shop, which didn't include, by the way, taxes or insurance and something else pretty major, maybe payroll. I don't even know. But anyway, in there, we had another post-it note. God, what I would give to be able to have these two post-it notes, they would be framed. But one of them is where we decided on the name of our shop. 
But it, it was an awesome name. No, Kim. it was not. Yes, it, it was. was stupid. You're crazy. If it was You asked Bev Pitt from World Pack if it's an awesome name or not. Okay, listen. I'm not doing this right here. <laughs> oh, my God. Y'all, it was so clever and so creative, but it was dumb. It was not. The name of the business was Behind the Star. Okay, freeze. Stop. Mm-hmm. All right. If you are listening to this right now, I have a mandate for you. Pull over on the side of the road if you're driving. Get to a stop point. <laughs> if you're sitting at your computer or whatever, I want you to open up an email and send it to podcast at shopmarketingpros.com. And I want you to tell us if you think the name behind the star, what it means. Like, what is that? If you were opening up, if you looked in a magazine or wherever you see the name behind the star, it didn't even say behind the star automotive or behind the star <laughs> auto or nothing like that. I want you to tell me if you saw the name behind the star, what are you thinking about? It's so, not our shop. Two episodes ago, <laughs> we did an episode about failing forward. All right. I failed forward with the name and we're going to get there with the story. But anywhere we behind. We didn't even mention this in that podcast. We should I know. Have. But behind the star <laughs> was a reference to driving a Mercedes Benz. And my shop was supposed to be Mercedes Benz only. Well, tell and it why, ended up being all Euro. Yeah. So at Mercedes, they had a award that they would give to people. Apparently. And it was called the people behind the star. And I always loved that. I just, I thought that it was great. And it was like, man, that's going to be the name of my shop. Well, he thought that all Mercedes-Benz enthusiasts, call them what they are. Riding behind the star. They know what it means because not today, but back then, the logo of the vehicle stood up off of the top, the front of the car, like a hood emblem. Right, everyone listening to this knows what you're talking about. <sighs> just anyway, up. it was a terrible name. It was a clever name. I still love the name, but it was terrible from a business and marketing standpoint. That said, you did very well the first year in business to the point where we had to move from one physical location, praise God, rat hole, garbage pit, to a new location where the business, the feel, everything fit the client. Do you want to talk about that? Do you want me to talk about that? Yeah, I can talk about it. And just to clarify, Kim said it was a rat hole. It, it really was a rat hole. We yeah, had, don't we try had, to. We had rats. We had red bugs in the carpet. Chiggers. Chiggers, if you're from the South. Yeah, it, it was a bad. Smelled bad. It was a bad building. We did end up moving across completely to the south side of Raleigh to Apex, North Carolina. And we were across Highway 64 from the wealthiest zip code in North Carolina. And we had a beautiful facility. I'm getting confused because literally in the last episode, we talked about this when we were talking about the radio strategy. Let me give you a second because I want to back up and, and elaborate on something real quick. Okay. I want to make it very clear. Our first shop was awful, but we were very proud of it. I was like, that's our... Yeah, I wasn't that proud. I was proud of the business. I wasn't proud of the shop. Well, that's what I mean. That's, yeah. that's what I'm getting at. With the next shop, I was very proud of. Oh my God, yeah. So when we moved, we changed the name. And we changed the name to Peak Automotive. The reason why is because Apex, North Carolina, their motto was the peak of good living. Well, and Apex, the city, had a railroad. Mm -hmm. It was like the highest point. it was point. at the apex of that railroad track in some range or whatever. So yeah. it, all peak was a word that was very 
popular and used all around. It was peak this and peak. Although people would call you Miss Peak. People called me Kim Peak. Yeah. They thought your last name was Peak. They did. But that's a whole nother. Yeah. When we did that, it was much, much better. It was Peak Automotive, European and Asian service. So, you know, we've told you that story. Now, just some things to think about when you are naming a shop. One of those things would be putting a particular service in the name. And that is what I was talking about, where in this industry group, someone was talking about their shop and the name of their shop. I'm not going to out them who they are, but it was their city name. We're in Hammond, Louisiana. Okay. So if that shop was here, it would have been, I think it was Hammond Breaks and Alignment. Okay. Yeah. It was the actual service. They were in this group talking about how they wanted to expand into different services. They wanted to start being more of a full service auto repair shop. And a lot of people were commenting on it and telling them, first thing you need to do is change the name. And for them, it wouldn't have been that bad because they weren't like a really old shop. They're fairly new. So they wouldn't have lost a lot. But imagine if you've got a 10 year old shop and you've named it something like this. And it's the same thing with like transmission shops. We hear of transmission shops all the time that expand into full service auto repair if you keeping with the same theme if the name of your business was hammond transmission normally what they end up doing is hammond transmission and auto repair whereas actually these days we find most transmission shops are going like they're really changing the focus of their business to auto repair instead of transmissions probably be like hammond auto repair and transmission well and some do a phased approach where it's Hammond transmission, and then later on, they're like, oh, we want to get away from transmission. So they add on an auto repair so that later on they can drop transmission. So be very careful about putting a particular service in the name of your auto repair shop. Basically, back up a Kim Walker favorite saying, look at the whole picture, right? Mm -hmm. Because what's great for you right now might not be great for you five, 10 years from now. Yeah. There can be a benefit in some cases. You just have to make sure that you don't ever plan on expanding beyond what you're doing. If you have a diesel specialty shop or an off-road specialty shop, then you want that in your name Mm -hmm. because it's going to help you a lot from a marketing standpoint, from a search standpoint. But you just need to be sure that that's all that you you want to do. Because we talked to somebody earlier today that started out with an off-road shop that decided to go full service Mm -hmm. auto repair. And they ended up having to create well, they didn't go back. They kept both brands. They, oh, they right. had to create but a I mean, new now, brand, which is a disaster. But, you know, to have to manage two brands. So be careful about putting a service in the name. Our friends at RepairPal are making today's episode possible. Don't lose work to your competition. Today's consumers check pricing during all stages of the repair process, before, during, and after. Did you know that 81% of them do online price comparisons before making a purchase and customers that check your price after they've already authorized the work do so after calling the competition? But RepairPal, the largest auto repair network, has a solution. Their fair price estimator tool can be put on your website to help you build trust with consumers up front to demystify price, help educate consumers about what's involved in the repair, bring you higher web traffic, and prevent your customers from calling your competition. You have to be in it to win it. So head on over to repairpal.com forward slash shops and set up a call to learn more about becoming RepairPal certified. When you sign up, you'll get one month of service free and save $150 off certification. That's repairpal.com forward slash shops. The other one would be putting, and this is super common, to put the street name in 
your business name. So sometimes I think it's fun and cool. You know, the first example we're going to talk about, the second one I'm going to chat about for a second is a local business here in our community called North Cypress Fitness because they started out in a really super cool building in downtown Hammond on North Cypress Street. Well, they outgrew and had to move, Mm -hmm. but they kept the name. It's still North Cypress Fitness. However, it it works. It still, it it works great because one, Cypress is not just the street. North Cypress is a street, but uh, the Cypress tree is very special in Louisiana. So it works and it makes sense and there's a great feel and now, if they would have been North Cypress Street Fitness, that would have been yep. an issue. So they, they used their street name, but they dropped street or road or whatever. And we, we have a client right now, and I haven't gotten their permission to talk about this. So again, I'm going to change the name for the privacy of everyone involved. But let's just say that their name was Oak Street Automotive. It's something like that. He's talking about, so it's perfect. They had to move. And they kept their name. We were having a discussion not long ago that it does confuse people because the shop used to be on this other street. It would still be like Oak Street Automotive, but it's not on Oak Street. Be careful with that because you may outgrow the facility. Your landlord's rent may outgrow your willingness to pay it. Or, I mean, that's happening a lot in downtown Hammond right now. You know, so you have to understand that you may move at some time. So be careful about putting the street name in the business. Or if you do... Use it in a way where North Cypress did, where it, it do, at least doesn't say street. It worked very well for them. That's an incredibly successful business. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Very influential business in our community. Well, and especially, like you said a minute ago, if you're renting, I'm pretty positive he owns the facility he's in now. Mm-hmm. The next one is a pet peeve of mine. It's your name in the business. Super, super common. So common. Like, there's nothing inherently wrong with it. Until you get tired and you're ready to retire and you've been the focal point of the business or the face of the business or, I mean, divorced or, I mean, there's so many things to think about. You want to sell. Is is it Simon Sinek who said, start with the end in mind? Yeah. So when you're working on naming your business, I bet many people, when they started, the idea came to them to open their own shop. And their name was Tom. They're like, oh, it's going to be Tom's Automotive. Hopefully they, that didn't happen because, again, you're thinking about the present, but you got to think about the future and what it looks like down the road. We have multiple clients in that situation right now where yeah. they own a business that was, it still carries the other person's name and that person, they don't exist in the business anymore. And there's and, probably still people walking in. Maybe it's named Tom's Automotive and now Bob owns it and they're walking in. They're like, hey, where's Tom? And you talk to Tom. He's not there. You just have to decide, is that something that concerns you or not? Now, the next one I'm going to talk about, this is a big deal, all right? And you need to be super careful about this. And this is using names that confuse the search engines. All right, so let's say that your name is Tom Houston and you have an auto repair shop in Houston. Mm -mm. What happens when people start looking for Houston Auto Repair or Houston's Auto Repair? They're not going to find you because Google doesn't understand that that's what they're looking for. They think they're just looking for an auto repair shop in Houston. The example that I love giving, this is a real world example that actually happened. Let's say, well, in my classes, I always show a picture and it's the Hilton Hotel and the Eiffel Towers in the background. And I say, if you were searching for this, what would you be searching for? Oh, and they're like, 
Paris Hilton? <laughs> yeah. So what happens when you search for Paris Hilton? Now, in their case, they couldn't really do anything about it because Paris Hilton's fame came after that hotel was built. Mm-hmm. But you need to think about if somebody is searching for your auto repair shop, is there something else that they might search for with the same terms that you just you're not going to be able to outrank for? Yeah, that's something I, I'm not an SEO mind, so I would have never thought about that. It happens more than you would think. Yeah, I can definitely see that now that we're talking about it. And it's certainly something that I, you think most auto repair shops are owned by former technicians, not business-minded people, certainly not SEO-trained business-minded people. Right. They're never going to think about that until it's already... Oh, they get education very quickly because yeah. that, it's funny... I love watching it. I think about myself, how much of, I was not a businessman mm-hmm. when I opened my business to now I prioritize being a businessman over being a marketer, like by far. Yeah. The education comes quickly and it comes hard. So there's also these creative naming yeah, or creative spelling, or I think it's clever, cute, and cool. You know, like behind the star. <laughs> yeah. We went to StoryBrand and they love talking about the creative Bowling ball yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but we think it's cute. You just need to cute. keep it simple. We had a, a client that we built a website for a long time ago. The name of their business was The Shop, and they spelled it S-H-O-P-P-E. That was a disaster because that's not what people search for. They search for The Shop with one P. Well, and all I think of Shop S-H-O-P-P-E, it's a retail boutique. Yeah. Wendy had a bakery, and she mm-hmm. called it... Sweet you know, Ideas. The cake yeah. Shop. No. Stay away from getting too creative with the name. Here's a great moment for me to drop in ask at shopmarketingpros.com. Ask the pros. You're like, hey, I'm thinking about starting a shop. I'm in the naming process. What do you think about? Because we'll do a name audit for you. That's not a thing. I just made that up literally. We'll give you advice. Yeah, we will tell you if we see anything like what we're like that you don't know what you don't know. We'll yeah. tell you what you don't know about the potential name of your shop that you're thinking you're going to name it. Now, this next one down here in Louisiana. No. All right. Here it is. But to spell it first. Okay. So y'all pay, pay attention. Well, you got to tell them what we're talking about first. Well, we're talking about spelling. Hard to spell or hard to pronounce. Welcome yeah. to Louisiana where this is our world. Or if you live maybe like Nebraska or somewhere where there's things very Native American and these names are spelled and hard to pronounce. Down here in Louisiana, here's the word, and then I'm going to say it for you. T-C-H-O-U-P-I-T-O-U-L-A-S. That is a street. In New Orleans. Is this a real shop, or did you just make this up? No, I made it up. You think you made it up? We need to Google it. No, I did a Google search. You did? Okay. Yeah. The name of the street that I just spelled is Chapatulus. Chop-a-tool-us. Chapatulus. You can see exactly what I mean by hard to pronounce, mm-hmm. hard to spell. There's another one that's pronounced differently. It's spelled the color burgundy. It's pronounced burgundy. You think about somebody's going to Google and they're trying to type in the name of your shop. People in New Orleans can't even spell Chapatulas. Well, like I had to look it up to put it in the show notes here. Oh, no, I can spell it, but I'm a great speller. But it, it does or not matter. Chifuncta. Chifuncta, Tanchpaho. Yeah. Like we can go through a whole long list of crazy names in Louisiana that are hard to pronounce and hard to spell. And these are all the Indian names. Wait till we get into the Cajun names. 
for sure, with all the O's. E-A-U-X and all that. But just think about the name of your shop. If it has something to do with your name, which we already said don't do, you've been spelling it your whole life. You don't think that it's difficult. Give it to someone else and ask them. And and let me just correct something. We didn't say don't do it. We're just warning you to put thought into it before you. If you say, I want my name in the business. And you understand that this is something you may need to deal with later, then that's fine. That is your choice. We're just giving you some things to think about when you're naming your business. I would add to this. Okay, so the next thing. Yeah, your domain name. You put two words together. And maybe the first word ends in E and the second word begins with E. Then people are like, well, wait, is there an E or is there not an E? Are there two E's or is it just one E? Like it's too many questions. People are, and then you put it together and you can't tell. It's just annoying. Well, and and there's other things too that sometimes they can spell other things like therapist.com would be the rapist. So it's like. So put your name, write your name down, different words. Capitalize the first word of each, first letter of each word, then put it together. No, like don't it. capitalize it so that well, you can see I'm, the that's other. That's what I'm saying is yeah. do it all the ways. Write it correctly, then write it all lowercase, all lowercase, all together. Do all the yeah. different variations to see what does it look like. But you don't want to have hyphens in your domain name if you don't have to. You don't want to have to go for the dot biz if you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Look for a name where you can get a domain name that works. I mean, that was a primary thing when we named this business. I had so many names listed out other than Shop Marketing Pros. And one of the major deciding factors was the fact that I could get an exact match domain name. And when I say exact match domain name, that means it's the, it is the name of the business with no hyphens and it ends in dot com. Well, and, and that can be very difficult to get the dot coms. If you have to go with dot co, right. you could go with that. Try to try to go with. Is you know, there a dot the, auto? There might be, and like, but there's a lot of new top level domains, which that's what so dot com, dot biz, dot auto. If that exists, those are all top level domains. There's so many of them now that it does make it easier if you're willing to not have the dot com. I myself, I always want the dot com. If I can get it, but there are things like I think dot auto probably does exist, but then there's some of them too. They're meant for other countries like dot LA, for example, mm-hmm. which I believe is Libya or something. I, I think mm-hmm. it's, it's another country. People in Los Angeles use it a lot and people in Louisiana use it a lot for that to get that dot LA. Try to stay away from there's some of them that people just don't know. Like you don't want people to forget your domain name because they don't, they think it's .com because they'll always default to .com. If you think it was, if I had the domain name shopmarketingpros.la because we're down here in Louisiana, I could say it a million times. You let a half hour go by and then you get to your computer and go look us up. You're going to go to shopmarketingpros.com. Yeah, for sure. I will even add here, it's real important to put it together and even talk about it with someone else. Imagine that you're giving your email address to someone. For us, our legal entity name is Five Stones Media. The number five is the word, and Shop Marketing Pros is our DBA. Well, I can't tell you how many times I've had to say back when it was Five Stones Media, okay, my email address is Kim at fivestonesmedia.com. The five is a number, not a word, and stone is plural. You would think when it's five 
stones. People know that stones is plural, but they didn't. We were yeah. constantly getting, oh, I sent it to you. And it was, they sent it to Kim at fivestonemedia.com. So you don't want to have to explain that stuff. And then the here's another one that I'm going to throw out there. Look at domain names that are very closely related to yours mm-hmm. and make sure that it's not like a competitor because back five when, stone. well, back when, when we were five stones and we were doing marketing for all kinds of random businesses, we had a dumpster rental company that we did marketing for and they were part of a franchise and the franchise had set up the domain for them. Louisiana dumpster rentals.com. Their biggest competitor was Louisiana dumpster rental.com. So here they are driving their, their trucks down the road with these roll off dumpsters on them that say Louisiana dumpster rentals.com. And people would forget to put the S on it. Next thing you know, they're at the competitor's website. Yep. So I got with them and said, okay, we're going to, we need to change this, this domain name. We changed it to godumpsters.com, G-E-A-U-X. Yeah, away from Louisiana. And the franchise was like, that's the stupidest thing we've ever heard of. What is G-E-A-U-X? where was the franchise located? They were like up in Minnesota or something. Knew nothing about G-E-A-U-X. But in Louisiana, everybody knows Mm -hmm. what G-E-A-U-X is. Tigers. Yeah. So we changed it. And all of a sudden, we started getting more conversions. Anything else to add to this, Kim? No, I thought I think this was a very thorough. When you're naming your business, put a lot of thought into these things. You're going to live with this name for a long time. It's almost like a shop naming checklist. Mm-hmm. So, all right, y'all. Well, again, email us your questions, comments, thoughts, ideas for podcast topics, blog topics, whatever questions you have to ask at shopmarketingpros.com. Join our Facebook group obsessed with it. It's really super valuable. People are getting a lot of great information, collaborating with other shop owners in there. Just go to Facebook and do a search for Auto Repair Marketing Mastermind. Thank you again to our sponsor, RepairPal, for sponsoring this episode. Look, y'all who are listening, seriously, that is a viable way of getting more business into your shop. Do not underrate that. Go to repairpal.com forward slash shops. If you need more cars, they can get you more cars. We are one of a handful of podcasts, and I'm not saying an exact number right now because it's growing, but on the aftermarket aftermarket radio network, if you go to aftermarketradionetwork.com, you'll get to see all of the podcasts. We hope that you'll listen in again next week. And until then, go fill those bays. You've been listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast with Kim and Brian Walker. Follow the podcast on your favorite listening app. Find their emails in the show notes and visit them at shopmarketingpros.com. Let Kim and Brian know what you want discussed because they're all about advancing the aftermarket.